Good evening. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Experiencer Podcast, the podcast that brings you upfront and personal with past and present enigmatic experiences from individuals who have witnessed or even interacted with the strange, the extraordinary, and the otherwise unknown existence of UFOs or aliens. If you've had an out-of-this-world experience you'd like to share, please reach out to me at theexperiencerpodcast at gmail.com. If you have photos or footage of UFOs, IAPs, or any other extraordinary phenomena and would like to share it, please forwarded to the experiencer podcast at gmail.com I am humbled and happy to be able to broadcast with you all today and share the following experiences from our guest. I'm going to keep this simple. I'll introduce our guest, and otherwise we'll jump right into the show and let him tell us the gist of it. Uh, This is Jeremiah McQueen. He's from Las Vegas, Nevada. Thank you, Jeremiah, for being here today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. Uh, Jeremiah is kind enough to spend some time with us today to share and hopefully just maybe inspire folks to a more mind-opening dialogue around this sort of subject via these episodes. Uh, please, Jeremiah, if you will, do us a favor. Begin by giving us the setting. Maybe start with telling us uh, where and when this was and maybe even how old you were when it all took place. 19 years old. 19 years old on the couch of one of my best friends. There was a group of us that had decided here in Las Vegas that we were going to try spice. Spice is synthetic weed, which at the time we didn't really understand what that meant. Right. Um, We got back to the house and we decided to smoke it. I took one hit and I fell back into the couch. When I fell into the couch, it was as if a force whipped me through the couch and out the other side. And when I came out on the other side, I was sitting in a different living room and I knew the room because I was 13 years old with my other friends when I had been in this room before. And I look around and I see all of my old friends from when I was 13 years old. And I just keep saying to myself, we did it. We figured out time travel. It finally worked. We've been We've been working on this. I can't believe we finally figured it out. We did it. And you don't understand. And as I say that, I realize that me being here is impossible. And all of a sudden, everything just fell away. And I was in the deepness of space. And all around me were these purple vibrating dots and they were just creating a sphere and then I realized that the only reason why I can observe this is because I'm also vibrating and I'm one of the purple dots and I conclude in my mind during this time that the purple dots are all that actually exist that fabric of reality is just a pulsation of frequencies that appear to create a solid nature. Um, And when I had that realization, I was immediately sucked back down onto the couch of my 19-year-old friends again, where I had begun. And I see my best friend, Alex, and he's looking at me and he's freaking out and he's like, I thought you were going to die, man. You just kept, you just kept drooling and saying, you don't understand, man. You don't understand. And that was kind of the end of the night for it. Like I just decided to go back to sleep. 
And for the next few days, I just couldn't shake what I had been through. Like everybody would ask me to, if I wanted to eat or anything like that. And I tell them what's the point We're all just purple vibrating dots anyway. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was this crazy situation that, that also sparked what, what others would call a mental health disorder. I started having dissociative identity disorder at that point because it was like my world broke off into different places, but from the same point. So I became more than just Jeremiah. Jeremiah and Smash and Byron are all separate entities at this point that have grown separate from what I was before that moment happened. Um, Whether that's from trauma, from the experience, or whether that was just what the experience was supposed to provide to me to begin with, I could never know. But I know that it has led me on the most interesting of paths. Um, kind of, I, I hate to use a superhero jungle, but that, that's kind of what it feels like. Is there's a secret identity behind it where it's like I'm doing all these things. Like uh, I, I'm an actor, so I'm doing acting stuff. I'm a fighter, I'm doing fighting stuff. But behind all of that, behind all these closed doors, when no one's seeing me doing these things, I'm trying to figure out what exactly went on with that situation because it's led to so many different oddities in my life. And it only began when that happened. Now, when you say oddities, do you feel like uh, uh, alluding to any of those? uh, You mean synchronicities, opportunities, or all-around personality traits or that you did or didn't have or noticed before? What do you, you, uh, would you like to go into that? Both. All of the above. Um, to say voices is such a short, indistinct way of saying things. It, it's a, it was a creation of alternate personas who all lived with inside of me. And to learn them and to go through the wars that we went through trying to coexist within one body, uh, it became magnificent. At first, I just thought to myself, okay, I'm just, hey, I'm crazy. I was going to my therapist. I was asking all sorts of questions. You know, I was going, I was in and out of crisis centers during that time because I just, I didn't, none of it was making sense to me what's happening. You know, there would be people who would stop me on the streets and they would say things to me sometimes. They'd tell me that they see, some people would tell me that they saw purple or, or as my aura. And then other people would tell me different auras that they would see. And it just, it created such a, such a split from what I thought I knew about the world. And nothing before this time, um, psychedelic experiences, spiritual experiences before, nothing that was this reality-shaking, if we will, right? It seems like this really... um, That's why it would make sense, because all of us have certainly been on our own journeys, and we all certainly feel like we come from different places, so... Um, I, mean, I guess there's there's possibility for connections to things that happened prior to that, but I don't know if those things connect. Again, one of those situations where you're just not sure of what's happening at this point. How many years did it go on? And obviously, you know, in life, we're all still finding our identity throughout life. And I think that's something that, you know, a lot of us don't realize that that's what's taking place our whole life, right? Am I a human? Am I more than a human? Do I have a spiritual side or not? Is it just about money and my physical self? So we're always growing in that way. But uh, how how many years did that real um, identity crisis go on? I don't know if it's ever if we're if we're speaking about identity crisis. I don't think it's ever stopped. Interesting. When you think, I mean, we're still all here. We all communicate within each other now. It's it's very different than it was when it all first happened because it was hard to control and to understand and to, uh-huh. you know it was really easy to to hide behind it and hide behind a mask because again an actor i could do that all day long i can pretend to be a we're singular person. we do that naturally oh, yeah. yeah i could i could pretend to be a singular person all day but you know um that unveil that whatever veil came off um after all the wars, now we're fine. You know, we all work cohesively together. Uh, and I know, you, I noticed you mentioned we are plural. I'm guessing it's not necessarily related to a lot of the more modern trend of, of se- sexual multi identity, as much as again just saying 
you've explored kind of multiple personalities, identities, or understandings of reality within your, your mental complex or personal self? I would mostly say that that would be it, except I would change the word your, and you would you would have to go with either you guys, you, you, you all, mm-hmm. it's not just, it's, it's not a singular entity that is discovering other personas. It is all personas discovering each other. There isn't really a a puppeteer or a puppet, a puppet master or a or a person who's in charge, who's mainly in charge of the body. Right? It's 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 a it's an even split. Would you go so far as to even um, explain this process as? Um... I think I think psychology tries to say multiple personalities, but it's, it would be interesting to say that either these are all my past personalities, or even more would be interesting. As what if we were a host where more than one yeah. being could be in it at one time? That would be quite the ultimate experience, wouldn't it be? In my experience, I would certainly say that that's what's happening to me. But you know, just I don't know. I'm tell you, you're going with multiple personalities. Right, that's the only way our modern thinking can handle it. But in actuality, uh, I love those Star Trek episodes. There's a number of species that more than one person or identity lives in this, is host to a creature, but the creature will go back and forth. I forget what species that is. The Trill symbiote. Is there anything um, that's developed out of it? You, You mentioned superpowers. You mentioned, you know, Smash... Uh, Jeremiah, you mentioned a number of variations. Is there anything that's um, that you've taken from it in a really positive note that you really enjoy from it that uh, challenges the doors of perception, either in your sin- your single individual self or in reality completely? You know, it makes you think physically or spiritually or mentally different, or it helps you to perceive things differently. It helps me in every way possible. Um. Huh. Man, I'm sorry. It's going to sound like a love letter now. No, that's really but, cool. Please. <laughs> uh, when I think about it, I, I've been able to gain a bunch of different perspectives. It's a, it, it's different when you've got so many different, I guess you can say, elements or minds, if you will, in, inside one body to have dual-minded natures and to have those discussions that you can't have with other people that wouldn't understand where you're coming from at that point, you know, but not even just that, but like to be able to have the, we call it, <laughs> we call it the round table, uh, where there's just a, a decision that has to be made. And it's not just leaned on one person to make the decision. We all have to come to a conclusion on what we're going to decide to do, you know, because it's still one body. So we have to make sure that the ship gets, gets where it needs to go. You know, and, you know, sometimes it doesn't go the way we wanted it to boats go bad but you know it, it it causes you to see things from other people's perspectives and to be able to sit back and listen uh and and that translated well into this world because i've realized that listening is everything you know um and, and now i've been fortunate enough to, to to help a lot of people um i i was on a, i guess i'm still on a shamanic journey i shouldn't I shouldn't just chastise myself for falling off the course. (laughs) I like to chastise myself for falling off course. Uh, So we're working on that. But, um, yeah, I I went through um, the Peruvian light um, apprenticeship, and I finished that. That was a wild experience because there was a lot of of meditations where I was there. And I was with... uh, I was with the speaker, I was with the teachers, and there was no way to feel like I was inhabiting this reality anymore because when I was there, it felt tangible to me. And I believe that since that experience, that realm feels more tangible to me than this realm does. And are you speaking of the meditative ayahuasca realm or a shamanic realm that you meditated and found? It was a shamanic realm. Um, I still haven't done my ayahuasca. That's why I haven't finished fully my apprenticeship. I have to go to Peru and do that. 
But other than that, um, yeah, it was it was a meditative state. But it was a lot of times that it would happen. And then, of course, there was visits to what I guess you, what most people would call the astral plane. I call it the dream birth. Mm. Um, did you feel at it, one on that astral plane, or did you still hear all your your various personalities, inputs, or you know traits? Just me there at this point, but that's the that's the rough one because we're all still in that realm as well, but we're separated. So it's different because whatever happened to bring us all together here did not happen in the dream verse. And there's just different versions out there. Uh-huh. And I feel like I fall into different ones depending on who goes to, excuse me, depending on who goes to sleep at night. Ooh. Is there any interpretation that the shaman lended you that helps your perception of this whole thing? To go back and look at a dream that was constant in my world for a very long time. And in so many words, to connect the dots, which is still the hardest thing for me to do. But it's, it's been an interesting addition to my journey because I don't... It's marveling to even suspect that the two events are are connected or correlated together between what happened when I was 19 with... Uh, with the spice and then what happened for years and years having the same dream over and over again or the same nightmare over and over again right uh but that was where they guided me too as far as that was my next piece was to do that and get that taken care of and uh that's kind of where i'm at still right now that's really cool can you describe or do you care to go into a little bit about the dream or astral realm and how you access it how you approach it what it does for you any any thoughts you'd like to share on that I'm a natural when it comes to the astral world, so I can't give any any advice on how I access it. it it's just uh, how about approach? Happens. Is it breathing? Does it just you just literally take a couple of breaths and whoo you detach, or how do you feel on that? I would say it's a it's a fine tuning throughout my entire body, not just my breath, but making sure that I'm pulled properly in the right positions. Like I, I'm a self mastery guy. So, um, okay. So when it, when, when I'm able to fully focus more so my mind and my mind body connection, it takes me into a state of flow. And that's what I would describe as, as the astral, uh, verse or, or the, or the dream verse, whichever one you want to use. It's that state of flow where I'm not, I'm so focused on what I'm doing in that given moment that it disconnects me from this realm and allows me to flow with whatever I'm doing here while I'm technically there gaining access and information to different things. Mm, mm, so for me, one of the, one of the best ways that I do it, I love working out and I really love doing things like wooden rings, gymnastics, being just on the outside of challenge where, you know, my body has to evolve in order to survive what I'm putting it through. And in those moments, is when I am at the my greatest amount of flow. And so, so uh, a state of awareness where it goes beyond the physical training of the body into I'm focused, uh, I'm one, I'm overcoming whatever physical conditioning I'm putting myself through, and it obviously you you go mental, then physical, and then boom, you're you're kind of attaining another piece or meditative state. Yes. That's really cool. That's really something. Um, it, I love working out yeah. for that same effect. The <clears throat> the potential to find meditation in, in all kinds of routines is really cool. It could be gymnastics and you can find it, right? <laughs> right, very true. Um, for, for those who, who, who seek, seek a meditative state or for those who, you know, really can't perceive the astral or the, the, this dream state, what would you describe it closest to? And by all means, if you have, you know, um, a, a visual or a metaphor or, you know, a cartoon like Avatar or Airbender or what is it for you? Um, you know, does the physical disappear? Is it just astral energies? What, what, what can you describe it as? It's conclave. I think it is from from the Matrix. Okay. 
the the white void. Yes. Yes. That you can draw anything into. Mm-hmm. You, that's how I would best describe it. Free energy, free flowing as energy, as you mentioned a, mm-hmm. a minute ago, and things. Because I think it. I'm there. And you can pull positive thoughts, information, yeah. right? Future and past and present kind of energy or thoughts from it. Would you agree? I would absolutely agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's something I'm fortunate sometimes when I write to find it. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm at. Is, is it, it feels so good to be bathed in whatever this is hmm. that it's all that consumes me now. I would say that that's what my self-mastery is for, is to gain more of whatever this is, not in a selfish way, but just in a way that it, it feels magnificent to be whatever this is, even if I don't know exactly what that means. Yeah, that's definitely the shamanic journey, right? I'm, st- I'm in this everyday process of discovering... Either I don't I, I can't tell myself I'm I'm often wondering am I grounding heaven in the physical realm, and that's why both heaven and the positive feel so real and beautiful and around me, and definitely give me some grace at times that I need it or have absolutely none myself. And at the same time, it feels weird because I'm I know I live down here in this realm, so it's this really interesting constant conundrum of balancing what's behind my eyelids and what I see every day. That's that's what I personally experience a lot. <laughs> been one of the hardest journeys is to create that balance. I still don't think I quite have it yet, but I'm working on it. I have ups and downs myself. I think I got it, and that's when it comes and kicks my butt. And it's like, nope, you're an ego still, and <laughs> you're still tripping and thinking you can control your reality until you give me everything. Then you'll see the real flow or the real universe. So it's such an interesting process. As soon as I think I'm having super positives, I have negatives that come in, or not necessarily negative, but the other side that you know really challenges me and grows me up just as much as the awesome positive part. So it is an interesting journey, isn't it? It is. And I think it's, it's nice to know that there's others out there that feel that way because it's, uh, it's easy to believe that you're just crazy. Mm. Uh, Indeed. Real easy. That's my greatest fear, I would say. If I'm being realistic and honest about that, that's my greatest fear is that somewhere behind all of this, I'm just sitting in a padded room creating things with my mind because I'm very <laughs> I'm that. laughing, but I, I do apologize. <laughs> I mean it in a, in a I feel you kind of way. Oh, no, I did it. I, uh, comedy is as real as it gets. It's the healing it's, moment, you yeah. You get laughter out of it. Yeah, if you were able to say, ha-ha, you first had to say, ha. Yeah. And that is enough for me. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was uh, books along the way and movies along the way. A Celestine prophecy book that let me know, oh, I'm seeing auras and I'm going through phases of growth and that's why I'm spiritually perceiving more. Okay, good, I'm not crazy. Um you know, movies uh, that come along at the right moment, whether, you, like you said, Matrix or other things that really teach you. Uh, the teachings of of, of, uh, of Don Juan, Carlos Castaneda, certain books that gave me that, oh, thank God I'm not tripping. This is, uh, others have experienced it and it's, and it's a part of growth or perceiving more. So, man, I hear you That's there. That's why I love Alan Watts. Alan Watts has definitely been my go-to for that. That's what helped me through a lot of it all was these are my same, these are my same thoughts. And, you know, if someone out there is thinking it can't be alone, man. So may I ask you, have you had any other outside of the normal? And obviously it sounds like you have a lot. Is there any that you're, you know, that you've really broken down that you like to share outside of this um, extraordinary? Uh, you, I really enjoyed the, and I may come back to that in a second, the, you going into your 13-year-old self. But is there any other experiences mm-hmm. you'd like to share that you've, really challenged the doors of perception that you, you know, you never thought you'd have uh, in the last couple of years or since that experience at 19? Is there any others you'd like to share? Yeah, we can go with the big one. Uh, baby Huey. Um, so I started having this dream when I was nine years old that caused me to constantly wet the bed. Uh, would never be able to wake up. I was in such a deep trance in my sleep. You know, my bladder would just fill and that'd be the end of it. Um, started when I was nine, 
did not finish till I was 17. Um, the dream was one of those dreams to where like I could be in other places, but I would always end up in the same location, which was Desert Breeze Park in Las Vegas, Nevada. I know that park um, and I know were, that feeling. Yeah, they were doing uh, Red, White, and Boom, I believe it was, which was a massive concert um, at the time. I was there with friends, and I just remember that we were all having a good time. Suddenly, we heard gunshots, and somebody screamed out, It's Baby Huey! And there's this vehicle with, like, this really huge dude on the passenger side, this older lady who looked like one of the grannies from, like, the hillbilly shows. And there was, like, two other people or three other people on the back of the cabin of the of the. Uh, of the car they all got out started massacring people and i was dying every time from the time i was nine till i was 17 um when i was 17 having the dream and this was a dream that would happen i would say probably six times eight times a year wasn't like it was every day but it was about six to eight times a year it was it was constant and repetitive um when i was 17 and i had the dream i started kind of like realizing okay i can get out of this if i really want to so i would start waiting to hear baby huey and one of the times i decided i was going to leave and i left without being there for the massacre so all the things that normally happened during the time that uh i was at the concert started to happen but i had chosen to walk down the street on the other side of the park and leave everybody behind. Mm. I stopped having the dream at that point. <clears throat> then flash forward two years later, you have the situation that happened with uh, the spice. That sends me on a whole journey. And then when I'm 27, I end up being in, um, in a crisis center and I decided to do uh, hypnosis classes to get me to be able to feel better or whatever it was. I was willing to do whatever it took to get whatever was in my mind out of my mind. Um, and on the last session, when I fell asleep, I had the dream again, except this time I saw a little girl on a swing. And that little girl, I ended up saving because I told her to come with me. And we walked out. I never had the dream since. However, flash forward, 32 years old. Now I'm dating this girl who everything has always just felt so energetically right with, you know? And she ends up telling me one night while we're in deep conversation that she's had that exact same dream and that she was saved by somebody in that dream as well. Can I verify this information? Who knows? But that is what she said. And uh, to this day, I still don't know how to decipher that because there was a few moments and a few conversations that we had that were on that side of the uh, spectrum, if you will, that never got to get explained before we were no longer together. But somehow that is supposed to be the lesson that I'm supposed to be learning through where I'm at in my shamanic journey right now. So I don't know why the pieces connect, but what do you know? If, if I may reiterate um, it and, and ask if I'm, perceiving your your um your thought process correctly are you saying that mm -hmm. in your dream that was repetitive over over at least a decade from yeah. nine to 17 so almost a decade that it, it you were constantly caught in the right in the climax in the middle of a trauma of what seems like a mass shooting at desert breeze park at some event that did or didn't happen but in your dream it continued to happen haunt, hauntingly so and eventually, when you were able to divert your normal fate of the dream, you then stepped across the street or out of the box, the controls of that dream. And at which point you interacted with another person, another girl, and drew her away from the same trauma, the same dream. And then somehow in your life, you met a woman, no matter how short the relationship was. She told you she had the same dream in that she was the little girl. Yeah. So 
it sounds like you're saying, you know, for whatever little time, you you know, it wasn't meant that you guys were supposed to be together, but you did get the happen chance to meet the possible young lady that you saved on the other end of that dream. And again, all of this just being an assumption, all this just being theoretical speculation that some other human being on planet was having the same dream and you pulled them out of whatever funk or you two avoided some other fate or alternate reality and either way you maybe met her years down the road and and that's kind of what you guys shared in this odd um intermingling of of dream states yeah (laughs) no i know i know that to the average person that sounds crazy but in reality um anybody who listens to this podcast already knows you know um there are many theories that abound you know from uh ufos to bigfoots and so and so but uh, when we talk about reincarnation in human beings we often talk about, you know, you might have some of the same really good friends or lovers come into your life. We may interact and meet with some of the same people throughout our life, multiple lifetimes, right? And maybe this human being was someone that, um, same way that you diverted or changed your own destiny or fate, you you were able in a dream state to offer them that same choice that they would or wouldn't have had. Is that what you feel like yourself? Yeah, uh- a beautiful way to pack it. <laughs> Thank you for your patience <laughs> and my long-winded there. No, 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 no. That was, uh, yeah, that was spot on. So that one, does it have any other aspects to it or anything else that came out of it? Uh, I guess not any other, not that I can recall. Not since 17 years old? Not since having a dream the last time at 27, but... Go ahead. No, no, you were going to say since you had the dream at 27? Yeah, since that dream. Um, that was the last time that I had that particular dream. What else has come from it? There's so many oddities. <laughs> the way people are sometimes around me is interesting. I don't know what that is. And it's also voice the voices also seem to understand more so who they are uh which only makes me more curious as to understand why i don't really understand who i am (laughs) hey at least it seems like the universe has some kind of plan right (laughs) right i mean but i love to know It's like it's like that's Actually, the joke. Yeah, I have I have moments. I'm like I I would love to know, but at the same time, I'm like, well, whatever happens, happens, man. It's been the yeah. whole thing the whole time. <laughs> and of course, I want to know. I want to control this unraveling, right? Right. I feel like well, I, I should be the one to know if no one else. A little trailer, or something. Yeah. Every time I think I know myself. Every time I think I know my journey. Every time I think I know where I'm going. Boy, does a curve come. <laughs> well, what do you do? You just wait for instructions? Hmm. Have you ever had any UFO sightings of any kind? Uh, especially since 17, 19 years old? Mm-hmm. Not to my knowledge, no. How about um, paranormal experiences of any kind? I feel like that's a constant. Yeah, it, right. Um, what kind? Like uh, seeing shadows, the voices when you're half asleep. What what type of paranormal experiences? Ghosts. What what do you experience? Shadows, different energies that I feel in the room that are I know just walked in, things like that. Um, things that are just on different points of existence, as I would say. Um, I feel like it's so normal now that, like, even trying to describe it, it feels blase, but, uh... Was there ever one that stood out when it first started happening? (laughs) 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 I do do remember getting touched for the first time uh, when I was walking between two desert areas, and I had heard something calling out to me, but I I didn't understand what was happening, especially at that point. I was in, like, middle school, Mm. and then something touched me and I booked uh, and then turned around and realized that uh, 
what touched me did not care if I booked or not because it was either still with me or it had moved on. Where was that? You said between two deserts? Yeah, that was also here in Las Vegas. That was on the east side of town. Yeah, lots of deserts in the city. Lots of lots of buried things. Yeah, yeah. I've also made some dumb mistakes, <laughs> like uh, going up to the mountains over on the east side of town, up to I believe it's called Lying Indian Mountain, and. Uh, saying that I would give my soul to anybody that would take it if they would just make me the biggest star in the world. Uh, so who knows what that did. Hopefully nothing, but reckless. Reckless indeed. Woe to be young and dumb, huh? <laughs> so reckless. I'm a little bored. Bored, desperate, who knows? Mostly bored. Dramatic. Dramatic, that's what it was. Dramatic, I like that. That's honest. Um, I I have a guest on here who's, um, whose friends would go out into the mountains and ask UFOs to pick them up. Really? Yeah, so by all means, you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> Dramatic indeed, huh? Our ego is a, is a hilarious and, and humiliatingly <laughs> humbling thing. I feel like I have to cover my face every time I think about younger me. <laughs> like the things that you opened without knowing that you opened them. What's wrong with you? Oh, let me see. So let's please again stop me if anything pop comes to mind. Um, how about my my third question is definitely loaded for you. Are these experiences still occurring, or any similar instances? Um, is there anything you you know that's happened recently that you're processing that you're having fun with, or that seems to be an added facet of your journey? Or a new perception or ability or thought process. Oh, geez, so many. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's still ongoing. Let's start with the with the answer to that. Uh, it's definitely still ongoing. Um, I still run into a lot of interesting storylines, as I call them. Um. What was the rest of the question? I'm sorry. You know, um, yeah, are these experiences still occurring? And moreover, like, if I'm obviously they are for you. So if these occurrences right. are still occurring, what what kind? You know, what kind are you having, or what kind are you experiencing? Whether it's personality related, or again, perception related, or otherwise. Currently, we're all starting to gather together. There used to be 173 of us. Now we're down to five. And it's been a recollecting, if you will. Um, and as that's happened, this reality is, is affected by that. Like I see these squiggly, like fluorescent lines throughout everything now it look I, I i don't want to say it looks like the code from the matrix because it's not really like that but it's like these squiggly lines with just this fluorescence that's going in and out of it and everywhere i look i see that and i see auras of birds i see auras of all sorts of things i don't i don't think i see human auras or at least i'm not focused enough or understand what's happening enough to be able to focus to that point. But I would say that has been the biggest development now is just this different sight, which I guess would be a different perspective of what my, I guess my brain is showing me a different layer instead of the layer that I was used to seeing prior. You meant, you said, um, 170, how many? 173. 173, son, that's the, just to make a count of that is fucking awe-inspiring. Um, <laughs> and then D, they've boiled down. We've been through some wars. That sounds like identity, uh, where they the each wars. kill each other, and they're like, how are these guys dying, and there's a room key? Well, they're all inside a dude's head, and you know it boils down to one when it's all said and done. You seen that one? 
identity. Oh, God, no, but that sounds. <laughs> John John no, Cusack, Amanda P, Ray Liotta, frighteningly close. Those personality uh, uh, voices down into how many now? It was in the teens. We've got the Fab Five now. That's awesome. Um, would you? Would you? You know, especially after the wars, would you boil that down to? deducing noise and extra chatter is it really personalities or would you even like would you go as far as to explain like you know these these are aliens that control me and we share or these are um you know we all live in a giant petri dish y'all don't even know it and these are just dudes who are controlling my video game controller you know what i mean also possible also very possible those are the things that i've definitely thought about but uh you know what can you do? I, what I want so simple, but I just need to put my best foot forward. I just want to walk the earth. I just want to, I'm a nomad, man, at the end of the day, and I just want to travel, enjoy the world, and, and heal whoever's there for me to heal through physical, mm. through physical means. Isn't that funny? We started by being trained by the world. I want to be rich or famous or successful, and as I be, become older <laughs> and wiser, I'm like, man, I just want to be healthy. shine and and remind others to keep fighting the good fight and if i can go travel this world and meet others like me that's pretty much my journey at this point um um tell me do you do you interpret things any differently in hindsight you know are you feeling or thinking anything different about any one of those experiences or all of it together i'm definitely in the process of thinking about it all um, had never pieced it together like that <clears throat> to hear it repeated and also to finally speak it in its fullness. Well, I guess I feel a little bit more assured, even though I don't sound very excited about that. But. <laughs> Yo, I love you, brother, and thank you for being willing to expound and continue your journey aloud and with us, with me. Um, I'm in that same thing, that same subjective boat, merrily, merrily down the stream. Is anybody else feeling the things that I'm feeling? And um, I'm a vocal person, so I really love you and thank you for being willing to share it uh, with me. Thank you, man. I respect that. I respect you. Thank you very much for having me. I needed this. So, like, um, thinking or intuition, what, what do you think or, or intuit about this whole journey, the 19 years old, deducing personalities, the changing perception? What, is there anything you're thinking at this point? Is there any intuition you have about the whole thing? It's nowhere near done. Whew, that makes the forehead sweat a little, don't it? Yeah, a little. But that's the process. Like, I realize already I'm 90, if not 180, from who I was as a child in my perception, in my talk, in my walk, in my mind, in what I can perceive, what I can imagine. I'm, I'm, if not 180 degrees from who I was. So I can imagine that I can still go another 180 before I die. Is there anyone in your family that's had similar experiences or are heavily spiritual or, you know, talked about seeing ghosts or anything like that? I don't know. As far as as far as immediate family, I don't know. I know my cousin certainly had his moments, but I don't know if they've been, I don't know to what scale. I think it's this is more so it's stoicism. I'm not quite sure hmm. where he lands on those areas, but uh, we've definitely both felt very celestial over the last two years. How about grandparents, or grandmother, father? Anybody else ever expressed a real spiritual side or sentiment, you know, outside of religion or otherwise? Psychic? I would know. I didn't know my grandfather from my mom's side. Uh, I didn't know my dad's side at all. So 
I don't know. That's that's one of the biggest things for me. Is I don't know much of my history before I was in this world. Do you feel that weight at all? Um, surviving, you know, being the only one in your family that you know of in that sense. Do you, do you feel that spiritually or physically or genetically? Do you ever feel subjective to those thoughts or feelings? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, ask because totally I do. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel the way of it. <sighs> I just wish I had some answers. That would make it a little bit easier, you know? Oh, man. I'm, um, you know, I look into my ancestry in me. I'm adopted. I love my stepfather. Um, he's my father who raised me. I love my mom. Um, I know those little bit of genetic lineage, but I didn't know my real father. Not that I need to know him, but I feel, especially I've found out since that he's passed away and other things, I feel that um, I'm the end of a lot of ancestry, a lot of lineages, a lot of native lineages, a lot of people that I did or didn't know, but they end with me. You know what I mean? A lot of choices, a lot of centuries, a lot of centuries of lineages of people that had to happen that come to me that end up at me so sometimes I, I swear I feel the weight of that sometimes I can I, I can like a ghostly melancholy but yet they're trying to lift me up these these ancestors are in my DNA and they're speaking to me and they're like yo quit that shit <laughs> stop wasting time um you know Enjoy life and be present. They're, they're constantly giving me grace, and they're pleading with me, so in some ways it feels sad or melancholy or downtrodden, but they're telling, trying to teach me to be present and to, you know, to be my higher self. So sometimes I swear I feel the weight of that, of ancestry and of surviving, and that it's important that I do, you know? Right. I feel 1,000% the same. I connected to some way in, oh man, the things you don't want to say out loud. Uh... <laughs> you and I both know we can't... we're in the 11th hour. We stay grinding in our industry. People are going to be pulling this back up in three years. <laughs> well, that's fine. But I know that um, whatever I am, raw is included. So. Whatever my ancestry is, it goes far back, like you said, centuries and centuries. And whatever is in me, one at least one of the things within me knows himself as raw. That's what I know him as. That's what I've studied. And he's still there, still ever raw. present, huh? I am raw. It just continues to hmm. whisper in my ear. Which is exactly why I think crazy would be a better option. But, you know. <laughs> it's the easy option, but it doesn't mean it's the truth. doesn't mean it is. I know. And if so, we'd be surprised how many people are actually crazy <laughs> in a, of our peers. That's true. Just, you know, every once in a while you want to be like Cypher from The Matrix, you know. Just, why, why didn't I take the blue pill? But, oh, man. I'm sure every priest, every uh, every po positive speaker, right? Every dude who gives, man or female who gives public speeches on self -heal help and healing. Every, you know, every temple priest, they all feel that same way, you know. All right, so I have one last question for you, and it's 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 pretty simple. And I'm it sounds like in some ways you have, but uh, it's have you ever reported this to any group, agency, or otherwise? Now you don't have the average UFO or Bigfoot experience, and you did mention seeing you know a psychologist as most of us do uh, along mm -hmm. our path today. But um, is there any agency or group that you ever attempted to register this with um, this experience in a broader or sing singular way? No. Uh, obviously reaching out to say, hey, this spice shit is horrible. What the fuck is in this? <laughs> you never right. did that one either, right? Yeah, you know, 19, I was just like, oh, well, that was bad juju. And then the world happened. Did you ever smoke spice again, or you were good with that one experience? No. <laughs> never did spice again. Not a single time in life. 
took me forever to even like smoke weed. Like that took 10, almost 10 years. No, about 11, 12 years later, I smoked weed. Yeah. Did it help calm anything or, or relax you at all? Did it help? Oh yeah, man. Introspection was so important to me. And I mm. believe that what, what I had, especially through sativa with marijuana allowed me to, to quiet the rest of the world and the energies that I feel throughout it. And it allowed me to speak within with the people that I was dealing with within my mind. And we all were able to get together and we understood each other. We started to pay attention to how each other moves and what each individual needed. But it all came from that introspection that I gained from, from starting marijuana. Right. Uh, I had the very same experiences. Mind was always constant, always rapid, always attention deficit disorder type um, deep down inside, and once I started to smoke, I started to ask, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Um, calm down and breathe. It became a very feminine, loving, graceful, introspective yeah. process that I don't think yeah. I would have got to without it, at least not in that in that pace. Yeah. Jeremy, thank you, brother, for coming on, for being vulnerable. For hanging with me uh for helping me complete this first season thank you for coming on today and sharing your experience with us absolutely thank you for having me man i appreciate you uh, please man i look forward to chatting more in the future and uh really really thankful i had this time to hang with you okay you take it easy man we'll talk soon thank you brother I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in today. If you enjoyed what you heard, don't hesitate to like, subscribe, or follow the Experiencer Podcast. If you have an experience you'd like to share, you can contact me at theexperiencerpodcast at gmail.com with your story. Also, the Experiencer Podcast is building a companion website that will showcase any accompanying photos, footage, or details allowed or submitted with featured podcast episodes. It's in that vein that the Experiencer Podcast is seeking and accepting any footage of alleged sightings, encounters, or experiences caught on camera. Please forward any links, footage, or photos via WeTransfer or Dropbox to the email, theexperiencerpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, everybody, and until next time, be sure to take care of yourselves.